You've found the podcast where driving matters. Whether you haul, commute, or cruise, we want you to love what you drive. We're here to help you find usability and fun. From first-time buyers to jaded experts, we believe everyone is one great car away from being car-obsessed. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. We've blasted through another week, and you and I are are just about to leave to go to Germany and Belgium. Amazing. While editorial is happening, and now I'm having to discuss how much will I be editing on the plane. Just just public service announcement. <laughs> there are not enough noise-canceling headphones on the planet to edit properly on the plane. I could wear like – I mean, I could do it. But it's always like, Do you yeah, this is, pairs? This, is gonna, this is going to need to be reviewed later. Run out yeah. of batteries? Is that what you're no, saying here? No, I'm saying it's like you just you can't get things quiet and focused enough. Oh, gotcha. Right. right Even right. the noise cancellation is like, yeah, but I've got to like cut audio and stuff. I mean, look, this is, this is total just me problems. But we are going. We're going to be on those tracks. We're very excited for all the people that are joining us. We are going to do a meetup on the Monday night of next week. We will be in Frankfurt. We are meeting at a restaurant there. If you would like details because you're local to the area, please reach out to us. Email, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. We'll get you the details on that. And then there will be much driving. And one of the places is The Ring. And speaking of The Ring, Mm -hmm. there's a new Ring record. Yes, there is. The 2023 BMW M3 Touring has been announced. You've probably seen it. A wagon record of 7 minutes, 35 seconds, 6 one hundredths. This, this is like this. The ring record has become the thing that the film industry has done forever, but they started doing it really badly in the 90s, early 2000s. And it would be things like the highest grossing opening ever opening on a Wednesday after a non-holiday weekend. I mean, everything is caveated to death so that <laughs> we have a record. Baseball stats. So it's the ring right. lap record. I mean, let's just say it's fast, folks. Let, let, can we just go with the fact it's a wagon and it's fast? Look, I love going to Europe because... You see wagons, and every time we go, we think, well, this is useful. Mm -hmm. What a great-looking car. You see a wagon, useful. Families, Uh kids, Autobahn. Yes. I I love it. And so this has been announced. It is not for the U.S. It's been announced for Europe, Australia, and maybe a few other countries. But nevertheless, I'm glad BMW is still doing this. Every angle, of course, is excellent, and it looks very aggressive and very cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for the teeth. I, I actually... Those are still there. They're still there. And they're still not good. But I do think... This is crazy. And I know I had the similar swap on the Lexus Predator Maw. Don't tell me. I don't like it. Okay, good. I don't like it. because. But, but what I think, it it's very much model related. And the scale of this car helps balance out the teeth. I don't like it. But it's the first one where I'm like, it, the whole thing is so bulbous and boxy already mm-hmm. that to have a bulbous and boxy grill at least feels like the style of the rest of the car. I don't think it's an attractive design still. But it's the first one. Something about making the the back half boxy makes the boxy nose a little less concerning. Okay, I can see that. In the same way, not as good, in the same way that I didn't like the Predator Maw at all from Lexus until they dropped it on the LC500 and I finally went, there's the car that grill goes on. Okay, so this feels like they the, found the they car. They found the car that grill goes on. Okay. I don't, still don't like the choice, but they found the car that I think the grill works for. Okay, because you know, you're saying it's longer, so it's long in the tooth. It is. <laughs> all right. All right. Welcome saying. to the podcast, everybody. Look, I saw it in black, fully blacked out. Of course, helps everything. Yes. Because that's not what you're looking at. The f- first thing you see is fender flares. Uh-huh. Then you see wagon. Then you walk around to the back. Mm-hmm. That's what the wagon does. The touring does for this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because it's a wagon, you'll instantly stop looking at the front and walk around to the back to admire the fact that it's an M3 and it's got that. Wagon! Yes, for sure. But it was announced in Daytona Violet Metallic Paint... And driven at Goodwood Festival Speed. We've got to go to Goodwood. It's, we should. I was there right. in, in yeah, 2015. Yeah. I had the pleasure of joining uh, Neil and Ian Briggs mm-hmm. uh, at the BEC Mono booth. Mm-hmm. And I was there on behalf of my tech company. We were doing some displays yeah, yeah. Uh, from Autodesk uh, for BIC. And so I would wander around and mm-hmm. I, of course, wished you were there and wished Chance was there and wished yeah, everybody yeah. was there with for me. Sure, it yeah. was so interesting to see. And it's just such a great party. And the way to do it really is rent a van in London, drive it south two hours, mm. and it's like this giant tailgate party for two days, and you get to listen to cars and see all this cool stuff. It's, it's so like great. high-end British proper Woodstock. <laughs> it really is, <laughs> but it's with cars. Yep. I mean, you see people wandering out like, yeah, morning coffee, and then mm-hmm. you hear this engine fire snarling off in the distance, Don't and everybody's suddenly now. like, really? It's going to be a great day. I can't wait. <laughs> you know. Also, at Goodwood, the Porsche GT3... RS has been revealed. Well, maybe not just for Goodwood, but we've seen yeah, now yeah. fully unclothed photos of the RS version. With a massive wing. Yeah. Do I see downward pointed exhaust pipes on the back of that thing? You're being more observant than I. I haven't noticed that yet, but that doesn't mean they're not there. I just, I'm distracted by like table sized wing. It's wing, but it's the, the amount of arrow, which is necessary to continue the incremental mm-hmm. drop in lap times and speed for the car has made it look like, you know, very aero focused, you know, of it course. is, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's lost the essence. I feel like of what the nine eleven is, even though I like it a lot, it's mm. just such a track tool, but that's what it's for. So I, yeah, I, I like yeah. that it's very focused, but on the other hand, there's a lot going on visually. On the other hand, that's what race cars do. So you I want to make the nine eleven better. Not having a rear engine. I'm just going to go there. I'm going to go there. I'm not that far. Uh I'm I'm not going that far. This is why the Cayman rules. Anyway. (laughs) We've got a great couple of debates. We've got one from Dalton and then another from Chris in Chicago who wants a birthday car, but he doesn't just want any kind of car for his 30th birthday. He wants something interesting. Mm -hmm. We've got special occasions on the podcast. That's what's happening this Friday. So first, Dalton Dalton is going to spend a signing bonus to get a fun car, which sounds awesome. That's a good special event. But then you dig in a bit. <laughs> Dalton, uh, gra- grab your minister of finance wife and let, let, let's have her sit down and let's talk this through because you need our help <laughs> because your minister of finance, lovely wife, you, you were just buying your first home this winter because your words, she has finally graduated from nursing school. Mm. And after the house is bought, her new job offers her, not you, her, a $7,500 signing bonus, and she has agreed with some prying, you note, to let you have it to put it toward a fun car for helping getting her through nursing school. Wow. <clears throat> Cars you've owned are an 03 Volkswagen Jetta with the 2.0 slow engine <laughs> the, that you the two poured. Point slow. The 2 point slow. The 2 point slow. You poured way too much money into that. You are a modification guy, and that was your I modded it too far, and now I can't go back car. Sold the Jetta and bought a 2013 Fiat 500, a BART six-speed. Loved it, but your wife is a practical person, doesn't like cars, and just said, why do we have this small, loud, snorty thing? And this is where the email takes a turn I did not expect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You got rid of it because the Fiat was not practical enough, and your replacement car was an 03 Lancer Oz Rally. Okay. Which I actually think the Fiat could be argued as being the more responsible car of those two. 
I think you might be right. It's 03, so it's 20-year-old car. Yes, much older. 10 years older than the one you had, and it's an Oz Rally, which is not like a definitive Lancer, and it's an automatic, and you had grown to hate it because it's an auto. Dalton says that automatics put him to sleep at the wheel. (laughs) Okay. Well, we agree there's some great automatics out there, but generally, yes, that's what most people are buying. That will not go into the business decisions of most companies to put automatics in their cars. But clearly a manual is required here, yes. Indeed. Well, Dalton says this fun car, this fun car, will need to be no more than $15,000. Dalton is a mechanic, so he's willing to store it in the garage and work on it because it will also be the unneeded at times extra car. Mm-hmm. That's a key yep. sentence very in this key. email. It's very key, yes. We also, I don't think we know all the cars that they have. We don't know your Minister of Finance's car. He hasn't discussed has. what else will be around. I don't know if the Oz is even staying, but he hasn't discussed what else is around. Clearly right. other things because this is the extra fun car, yeah. So we don't know what the other two cars are. Maybe it's the Lancer. You know, we'll, uh, I, but I guess we'll assume at this point. His wife drives something. She has something well, else. Yeah. Okay. Now, Dalton loves to go to car meets track days with his dad and autocross and he needs a manual please help he thought about a high mileage golf r32 some sort of older porsche he's also never had a rear-wheel drive car or a big engined car so he's open to suggestions but again this is the we don't need it at times extra fun car yep that was purchased in part with your wife's signing bonus yes for seventy five hundred dollars with her money with I mean, I know it's her money. I know it's your money. It's I'm aware. I understand. Trust me, as, <laughs> as a guy that's been married a long time, I understand how marriage works. It's all we and us and ours. Okay. These are key terms that get used a lot. True. So while it true. is your money collectively, it's also her money because it's her signing bonus. Right. So this is, this is uh, talk about uh, hand grenades and rakes and all kinds of madness. This is landmines and, and, and rakes for sure because, mm, Tell you what, let me get my suggestions in please, here. Please, And then I want to hear your thoughts. Uh-huh. But Dalton, awesome. Your minister of finance is a saint, all right? I love that she wants you to have a fun car, and this will be a third car. Yep. But you need to take into consideration what Todd just said. Those dollars, however they're classified, mm-hmm. need to still be kind of spent responsibly. Yeah. And now that you are starting to adult, you said... (laughs) Welcome. The water is cold. It's cold. It sucks. We know. But I think your focus has been on modding. You just, I want a car and I'm instantly going to do stuff to it. That's been your headspace. And I don't know that you've let that go yet because your choice of the Lancer over the Fiat Abarth told me that you still kind of want to do some modding, plus you're a mechanic, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. since it's going to be the unneeded extra car at times, what is it going to be doing? Sitting, mm. and you're going to be mm. bolting stuff to it, mm-hmm. and spending extra dollars mm-hmm. on that car. So yes. we don't want to first spend the signing bonus, a little bit of cash, and then the other flood of extra credit card yeah. swipes on yeah. continual parts for this new fun car, because I think that will... Not be a good choice. I think that will <laughs> cause resentment. Honestly, I think you're right. I think I think you're 100 percent right on that. So what I want you to focus on is the next fun car. Being, it's just the fun car. Yeah. I don't have to do much to it. I feel like that's what the Fiat 500 Abart was. You don't have to I agree. do anything yeah. to it. It just runs and it's there, and you just take it out for fun drive, and you go autocrossing and tracking, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just yeah. there. So I want you to change your mod headspace to tires because mm. you can apply that to any car, not just yeah, your fun good. car. It's good. 
You can apply that to your minister of finances car. You can apply that to yours and you can apply that to your fun car too. If yeah. there's extra dollars to be spent on whatever you get, mm-hmm. it's got to come in the form of tires. My friend that will change the performance mm. immediately. But then you said you got rid of that abart because your wife thought it was impractical <laughs> And here you're wanting a third fun car that mm-hmm. will be very impractical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to steer you in a different direction. Ooh, okay. I don't know if you're keeping that Lancer or not. It's a little yeah. bit unclear. It is unclear, yes. But I say if if you are, or whatever your car is, mm-hmm. to sell it. Hmm. Because I think there is a car at this stage in your life that will do the fun car thing, the autocross thing. Sure, you can track it. It's great for canyon carving, and it's just going to be fun to drive but it's also going to be practical and that okay. will that wow. will score All you right. at least 1 point my friend okay like it and that is the brand new civic si look where you went i didn't expect that i see where you are you said manual yeah that is a manual yeah yeah, yeah. it's a great one it's a really good manual we were very impressed with the recent civic touring we had and if you haven't seen our comparison of the civic si mm-hmm. against the brand new mark 8 gti please go watch that it's on youtube we also have a separate test drive review of the civic si yeah we came away shocked at how much we liked it yeah 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 it has less power it's less than the prior generation the 10th generation mm-hmm. on paper it seems like not quite as good. And it's a bigger car, which suggests it won't be as much fun. Yes. There's all kinds of things about it that make that, that make it defy what you expect. Now, I know it's not a Corvette. Big engine. No, it's Rear-wheel drive. Yeah. Manual transmission. Rah! Mm-hmm. But if this new car, it's only two, it keeps your insurance payments lower at this point. Mm, look at you. And... It's still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know it's front-wheel drive. I know that. Yeah, I yeah. do want you to have a rear-wheel drive car, but you've got the rest of your life to sort that out. And I think doing this now will go much farther in your marriage, in your relationship, in everything. Good stuff. Good stuff. You'll spend thirty grand, and the way to get that money is, of course, to sell whatever it is, that Lancer or the current yeah, car. Yeah. Yeah, you've yeah. got 15 to spend. You're going to double that. Yeah, but you just sold another car, so we'll pull sure. the money from sure. that. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how much I'm going to walk with ten to. grand, probably. Yeah, for sure. So you'll need to add a little bit extra, but I'm not talking outrageous, you know, crazy yeah. cartwheel of financing. You're not completely here. bizarre. I get, I get where you are. And all all she will see is you've bought a Honda Civic. Sweet, mm-hmm. practical trunk for people. I mean, for real adults. Yes. Todd and I fit in the back seats, and we keep wondering like. What, what did Honda do? What is this sorcery? <laughs> or, or or the other way to look at it is, what is everybody else not doing that Honda figured out? <laughs> That's it. It's like, right. what, they, they got it done here. What's going on? It's, it's a, a referendum. Acura can't even do it. And Acura's the sister company. It's bizarre. Anyway, sorry. It's a referendum yeah. on four-door cars, yes, small, compact sure. cars, because you think, this can't possibly, wow, is this good? Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Yep. And it is, it's engaging whether you're going slow or you're going fast on track. Mm-hmm. And... When you spend money on, not on mods, but on tires, that will bring even more performance out of that car. Mm-hmm. And it's a Civic Si. It'll pretty much, I mean, it's not going to plummet in value, but it's going to be still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's going to run. It's not going to cost you. You're not going to have some sort of weird fun car. Awesome. Sweet. Man, is that powerful. If it ran. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sitting there, you're wrenching on it like, I can't wait till the day comes when mm-hmm. it runs. Mm-hmm how much more money do you need to spend on that? Whatever it is yeah, like an older yeah. Porsche. They suck dollars right out of your bank account. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Paul has a direct deposit that goes from his account to the 928. It just, it just, you hear this ching, ching oh going. Gosh, it's, it's pretty painful. crazy. Yeah. But I feel like 
that will take you farther at, by by making a move like mm-hmm. that. I thought of a mini JCW, a GR86 could work here. Yeah, that is yeah. the real, I mean, that is an excellent choice, but that could also be looked at by your wife as, eh, it's not quite practical enough. I like where you went. And you'll still have to sell another car to yeah. get into a GR86, and you'll have to wait a while. Yeah. Why not Civic Si? And you can pretty much have it right now. Interesting. I Paul, I think you you wound up a great place. You wound up different than where I went. Okay, but you wound up in a great, great place. I want to hear really, it really like Dalton, uh, and and your wife, who I'm certain is listening at this point. I, I'm going to float this idea, and she's going to look at you when I say this. Oh, <laughs> I know she is. Okay, but here's my question: Are you sure she's okay with this? Are you sure? Okay, she's agreed to seventy five hundred dollars, her dollars, her bonus going to you getting a fun car. Are you sure that mm. she's like, yes, honey, do that? Or is she dragging her feet on this? Mm. Now, she married. We, we don't know. No idea. She married a car guy. We are freaky people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. My wife has been remarkably tolerant as a string of cars has come into our life and left our life, and she continues driving her Cayenne. And every now and then she's like, you know, I'm still driving that same Cayenne. Now, the good news is she likes it, but that does, it does come up. She does go, you know. I don't have a Jeep yet. We've had this conversation, okay? And she is a very tolerant car wife, okay? Yes, she She's is. not a huge car person, but she gets it that this is my disease. So, Dalton, I hear you, but we're going to walk carefully here okay. because I, I feel like your wife has agreed, but she's not excited about it. And that's within her rights. Hmm. It's her signing bonus. I get it. You guys are starting a life together. And so every one of these conversations, especially early on, is how do we navigate this together? Because we're doing it together for the first time. Yes. You get a couple decades in and you're like, you kind of default like, oh, I really ought to think about the fact that it's not just me. Early on, you don't think that way. You guys are Hmm. first house. She's starting her first job. I don't know how long you've been married, but I get the sense it's only been a few years. So. I want to get you what you would like, Dalton. I want to get you rear-wheel drive. You can track it. You can autocross it. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. want to get you all those things. You're a guy that can wrench. So that opens up. I'm going to go to the crazy ones first. That opens up two cars that just struck me okay. that solve everything you want because engine is not the answer here. Also, high-mileage golf R32, not the answer. Right, right. Let's get rear-wheel drive. With the idea, with the recipe you've given me, I go to, you know what you could do? is a 944 Turbo. And then yeah, yeah. I think you're a wrencher. You could make that problem solve. Mm. And then that leads me to something that you touched on, Paul. And I want to stop right here, Dalton, and say this. Do not, my friend, do not (laughs) buy a car that doesn't run or doesn't run well. Because the conversation will come that is, what did you do with my 7500? It went away. There is a hole in the garage now with a broken car in it. And we have nothing to show for that money. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay, I'm telling you, Agreed. man. Agreed. <laughs> Learn from people that have made mistakes before. Don't do that. So I think the 944 is out because while you could get one, and you certainly are a mechanic, and you could wrench it, you could get it there, how long is that going to take? And then how often is that 944 turbo going to break? I'll tell you, often. How, <laughs> how often is it going to break, and what is it going to cost? And now you have this conversation about the money didn't result in anything that she enjoyed, and I'm getting there. Okay. The FRS BRZ first gen would work. Now, you're a guy that's interested in power. That car doesn't have power, but you're a guy that likes to mod. You could get one of those and solve it. Sure, sure. But I'm going to say neither of those are the answer. What I want you to do is find the connection between you want a fun car, you want a manual, you want to autocross, you want to go to track days and car meets. All of that exists. But what would your wife like you to have? 
Let me rephrase. What would your wife like to be in? Mm. You need to shop for something that the two of you can enjoy together because you're spending her money. It's your money, but it's her money. Great point. So what's a car, a a rattly 944 turbo that barely works, doesn't work here, (laughs) doesn't work. Some car that it's awesome for autocross, but terrible on the street, that's not good for date night. You're going to have these. This isn't practical conversations. So what I want you to do is shop one of the following three ideas, an MX-5 Miata, a BMW Z3 or Z4, or a Boxster. Those are great choices. Because all three of those, I think your wife will just like them. Mm-hmm. It's not the car that has to be practical. It's not the car that has to be every day. But any of those three, you can get one for your budget. It will probably need a few things, but it's not like I bought a project car that's 30 years old. And they are fun yeah. out of the box. They're not high power cars, but they're fun out of the box. Every one of those three cars, the BMW, the MX-5, or the Boxster, you would love that in autocross. And they're fun without modding, without exactly. throwing a bunch yes. of money. Tires is the only Make thing Make them run like they're supposed about. to and go enjoy it on right. track or at autocross or right. even at a car show. But here's the flip side, Dalton. You can say to your wife, honey, let's go out. Let's take that car. Let's go out to dinner. Let's drop the top. Let's go out to dinner in the car that you helped me buy. I like that a lot. And yeah. she can enjoy it with you. Yeah. And then I'm going to push a little further. She'll appreciate that a lot. Too. Yes. I'm going to push a little further. Does she want to learn manual? Does she start to understand why cars are awesome because of this car? Mm. Maybe not. Don't put that pressure on her. Sure. But yeah. maybe. But the thing I like is having a car that when you guys want to have a date night, it's ready to go. You can pull out of the garage right now. It doesn't. Well, honey, sorry. It doesn't have the, here's the list of parts. It's just ready to go. There's so many more boxes in the garage. Yes. This of, is where did all those come from? Terrifying. Amazon yeah. was here again. Bad news. <laughs> yeah. You can pull out of the car and you guys can go on date night. But then you know what? If that was Friday night, then Saturday morning, you can be with dad at autocross. It's true. Done. That's very so true. So those are my top three. The MX-5, pick your generation that you can get. The Z3, Z4, I'm putting those cars as kind of one. Find the one that works for you or an early Boxster. Find one that's in good shape. Put it in proper stock shape. Put good tires on it, to your point, Paul. And take your wife out for the night. Like that. Dalton, you've got some thinking to do, my friend. There's a conversation following right now. Yeah. <laughs> we hope it's been helpful, but keep us posted. Write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. With your Topic Tuesdays, your car conclusions, we expect one from you, Dalton. <laughs> and, of course, your car debates. With summer approaching and temperatures warming up, why not be prepared by protecting your vehicle with a custom-fit dash mat and a sunscreen from Covercraft? Dash mats are available in a variety of attractive fabrics and colors and keep your dashboard from being cracked by the sun. And we swear by our Covercraft sunscreens. They fit perfectly and help reduce those interior temperatures. Keep the sun off of all the interior surfaces. If you've ever burned your legs on your leather seats, you didn't have a sunscreen. When you're shopping at Covercraft.com, Remember to use our code EVERYDAY22 to get a 10% discount, and it ships for free. Follow the link from our sponsors page or go directly to Covercraft.com for high-quality covers that keep your car protected and looking its best. Speaking of special occasions and special events, Chris is writing in from Chicago, and he's saying he's buying a birthday car. (laughs) He is looking for a special car for his 30th birthday. He currently has an 04 Lexus RX 330 all-wheel drive with 150,000 miles. That is not a special car, and he knows it. He says that car has had a recent transmission replacement. (laughs) I don't think Lexi had to have... The egg doesn't have to have a transmission replaced. It's got a lot of miles. I guess It's been driven a lot, yeah. 
Chris says, this will last me years to come as the daily because, mm-hmm. well, you just bought a new transmission. You've got at least another 150,000 miles in that for, for sure. sure. Well, enjoy your egg. Chris says, it's a good practical car with all-wheel drive for the Chicago winners and lots of space for bigger items. So ideally, he's looking for a coupe or maybe a convertible as his fun car. His biggest issue with cars is that he likes the unusual cars you don't normally see. Mm-hmm. He previously had a six-speed Cadillac ATS-V that he loved dearly, but life circumstances forced him to sell it. He's now looking to make up for that and the next step in his car progression. He says he's a single guy, so no MOF to worry about, and his budget right now is sixty to (laughs) $75,000. My budget is eighty thousand dollars tops. So we're shopping at eighty grand, and you'll be at eighty-five or ninety, Paul. I've met you. I know uh, how this goes. Yeah, that uh-huh. low, huh? Wait, yeah. what? Who said that? <laughs> Chris says, keep in Brace mind, yourself, Chris. He likes the weird. He likes the quirky cars. Mm-hmm. So here's what he's currently considering: okay, a Jaguar XKRS. Those are very rare. They're thirsty, by the way. They're oh yeah, cool. They're 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 very they're very unique thirsty. and yes, very rare. He's looking at an 07 to 2013-ish Aston Martin V8 Vantage in manual. Mm-hmm. Those sound great. Or a 2010 and newer Lotus Evora S or the Evora 400 with a manual. Okay. All three of those cars have been dream cars of Chris's, but the Jag has been a dream car for the longest. Okay. He loves the luxury muscle car attitude of the Jaguar. He's been a Lotus fan since he was an elementary school kid. And who doesn't love a manual transmission Aston Martin? You're right. So he's looking for our guidance on all three of these cars. Wanted to see if there's another one or two two cool, quirky cars that we can think of. Oh, yes. To throw into the mix. (laughs) He was also considering a mid-2010s Jaguar XJR or XFR because they have the better eight-speed auto compared to the slightly dim-witted six-speed automatic in the XKRS. Mm -hmm. He was also considering an F-Type R. But he's unsure that he would fit because he is six foot five inches tall. Wow, okay, all right. He does prefer a manual in most cars, but is willing to make an exception for the V8 Jags. Interesting. This fun car would only be driven about six months of the year and wouldn't be the daily. So, okay. what do we think? Really appreciate your writing, Chris. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yes, I can think of some other choices. I've uh, got four for you. Okay. Maybe, well, five, six, uh, seven, eight, maybe. Wow, I've only got a couple. I want to talk through his <laughs> list, but I've got a couple of suggestions. All right, do it. Uh, Chris, I'm going to run through your list real quick. And, and the thing I think is interesting is that Jaguar X, XKRS, I looked him up. I found him for your budget. I found a really cool red one for your budget with black accents that looks like no other Jag of that era. And it is one of those cars. They are unicorns, and that's cool. In your same email, you refer to that car as having a dim-witted six-speed auto. <laughs> I'm I just think, a stupid automatic. Uh, wait, what? Uh, I was in fourth. I don't know which one comes Sorry. first. Seventh? Yeah. I don't know. Um, the thing is, I think that car is going to disappoint you. Mm. I, think, I, think, I think your love for it is that love at a distance, and when you own it, you know going in the auto is not good. They're interesting. They're powerful. They're unique. But I think from an ownership perspective, you're going to be like, I, what, what's next? I think you're going to get to what's next faster than you think. That's my concern. You think the years-long buildup is influencing things here? I think I think it's a long love affair from a distance, but you know already. You're telling us already things about it you know aren't right. Plus, that was a that was a chassis that they made some really hot jags out of that chassis. They really did, but they were never. It was never like the world's most agile, awesome thing. It was like taking a chassis that was okay and making a really cool car out of it. And I feel like that's the XKRS. So. Aston over Jag. 
An Aston Martin V8 Vantage is a special event car. That is an occasion to just sit in. The, the interior alone of the Aston over the Jag wins. But it also, you gained a six-speed manual. It's not the greatest six-speed manual ever, but there was no six-speed available in the Jag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the V8 is very nice. The car is one of those all-time classic designs that is already aging wonderfully. So Aston over Jag. But I would also say to you, Lotus over Aston. Because the driving experience yes. is much better yes. and the car is much more unique. It's much more of an event to drive than the Aston is. And the Aston's nice. My question is, you're six foot five. Do you fit in an Evora? Right. I'm not right. sure if you do. You would in the Aston, but I don't know about the Evora. But I think figure out which you prefer as far as do you prefer the luxury feel a little bit more than the driving feel, then the Aston wins. If you prefer the driving feel, then the Lotus wins. So those are, are your, the ones you've brought up if you fit in the Evora. But this is fun only. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be the most reliable thing. It doesn't have to be the thing that always gets taken. And you have up to 80 grand. You could go older just to find unique. And they become unique because you just don't see them anymore. I did think about that. You could go more old and classic. And the one I landed on there that I think you would really like is an original Acura NSX. Oh, that's good. You could get one for oh, your You get a really good. nice one. It will run. It has an event about it. Anywhere you take that car, people are going to be like, that's a cool car. That's good. I like that a lot. One of the best manual transmissions. It is surprisingly usable. And you're maintaining an Accord, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. They just, you can maintain them. Mm-hmm. That is a unique moment in time car you can get for your budget. And I think it is more unique and potentially more interesting to drive than anything else on your list so far. The Evora would be better to drive as a sheer driving machine, but it isn't as moment in time unique as that NSX will be. So that is one of my two choices for you. Really good. That's well within your budget. Yeah. Original NSX. Great. But you know what your $80,000 budget gets you? The bottom of the market for the car that I think is the better one than the Jags you're looking at, but in the same vein. Okay. The Mercedes AMG GT. That's on my list. I'm not surprised. That's on my list. That is, <laughs> honestly, I bet you the Mercedes AMG GT oh. drives like you hope the Jaguar does. Yeah. yeah. It's got the better transmission. It's got more modern tech. It is a phenomenal muscle car hiding underneath a fantastic luxury package. The sound is fantastic. The Jags sound good, too. So do the Astons. But the Mercedes sounds fantastic. You are at the bottom of the market. 75 to 85 is the bottom of the market right now as we record this for the AMG GT. So my two choices for you are go older NSX or AMG GT and have a nice day. Dang, those are great. Yeah. Happy birthday, Chris. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm, I'm going to tackle this. I started off with recommending to you, Chris, Haggerty Drive Share to go testing. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Because all three of these cars you have a, a fetish about. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Long looked at them. You don't have any experience with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to have to caveat for any reason once you buy one. Mm-hmm. I solved mm-hmm. it. I scratched that itch. And like you said, Todd, ah. Dang it. What's next? Yeah. I wish this were better. Mm. I wish I liked it more. That's so tough when that happens. They're good, but these I think are more interesting. 
And you also didn't tell us that you want to go tracking with this these this particular car. Yeah, don't it's get just that sense. The fun car to yeah. get out. Yeah. Because you do have uh, Audubon Country Club to the south True. of you and Joliet. You True. do have Blackhawk yeah. Farms Raceway just yep. to like the north of you. Northwest, yeah. Just mm-hmm. south of the Wisconsin border there. Yep. You've got yep. tracks near you. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you're saying. You're not saying track. Yeah. And so wonder if in your area, you could use Haggerty DriveShare to just start testing some things. And if they have any one of those three on there, please rent it and go drive it. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think that will be so revealing for you. Mm. And then you'll check that box. You'll say, I have driven it. And then you'll move on to these suggestions. <laughs> drive homework flying in. Here it comes. <laughs> Starting with the Ferrari Mondial. Those are well within your budget. You're right. You can spend about... Two thirds of your budget and get an awesome Ferrari Mondial. You went classic. Well done. Weird, quirky, the Ferrari that everybody poo poos and yeah. doesn't think that, eh, whatever. And they're awesome. I love them. They're they great to drive. Drive surprisingly well. They're super cool. If you're going Mondial, why not a 328 GTS? The nice ones are really expensive. Yes. But could you find one for 80? 90? I mean, we're spending your money. I'm, it's yeah. your birthday. It's, it's Come birthday. on. The problem is I'm very concerned about the maintenance on those Ferraris. For sure. I'm concerned about I'm weird, concerned about when quirky. you buy one. Watch what's happened with Matt Farah. Now, Matt, has he bought a 328. Yeah. He yeah. is making it perfect. He That's is spending the, the money. Yeah. But he is spending a lot of money making that car perfect. So what is if you buy one of those older Ferraris, the question behind buying it is, what does it need right now? Because there's a list. There's a list. There is a list. For sure. They're still very cool. But I think if you maintain them and drive them, they would actually be better cars to just have. They, they'd operate better, mm. I think. And come at, into it with a mindset that I've got with the 928. I don't want the most perfect car ever. I mm. want a mechanic special. Mm. Mechanics cars run they just run. They know what to do. They know all the little tricks and tips and they yeah. find the right parts and they've got a network of people and they just, they know how to keep their car running. Awesome. Is it perfect? No, but man, does that thing it's sorted. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I love about them. Yeah. So if you had that mindset with both of those, you could be driving a Ferrari and they're fun to drive. Mm. Second car. Well, third now is the C4 Corvette ZR1. It's got a Lotus mm. engine in it. <laughs> It's yes, a it muscle does. car. It's got a very cool engine in it. It is yeah. the opposite of the Lexus Egg. And for your money, you don't even have to spend eighty grand. Mm. You'll find pristine examples that have maybe thirty thousand miles on them that have sat in people's garages. Most of them sat, craving to be driven, desperately yes. wanting to be driven, yes. and they're pristine and they're ready to go. You spend not even half. Mm. And get a sweet ZR1 and just go ripping in that thing, man. And watch our American original film. We were pleasantly surprised, really kind of blindsided by that ZR1 when we drove it. We drove a couple yeah. versions of the C4. We drove a couple versions of most of the generations of the Corvette. And that C4 ZR1 kind of came out of nowhere for us. And you should really watch that piece. It's still a little bit of the unknown from a driving experience. Yeah. Everybody thinks, well, it's just Corvette with more power. It, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It really does handle well. Surprisingly modern driving experience mm-hmm. out of a not modern car. Yeah, the interior and the squeaks yeah, and the sure. rattles yeah. and the buttons. But okay. <laughs> have you seen this thing? CR1. Let me pop the hood. We'll have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> the one, two, three, fourth car on my list is that AMG GT. Mm-hmm. I cannot overlook that car. So special. And your budget so gets you there. Special. Your budget gets you there really good. Ah, uh, it's so good to look at. If you're going to get an auto, that's the one to get. 
Also, go look at our tribute cars piece when we drove with Haggerty and we drove that Factory 5 Daytona Cobra Coupe. $65,000 will get you a build and you will have a special, freaking, quirky, weird, nobody has one car. You you make a great point. He could actually take his budget and buy somebody's already built sorted one. Yeah. Just go straight to the end result. Because that people yes. sell them for something like that. That's interesting. Those okay. are freaking yeah, cool. Yeah, they're cool, and they're so rare. You've got your egg to do everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take this the rest of the time and <laughs> be happy. They're like so awesome. And, of course, the other car that we compared it to was the Porsche 356 replica. Real ones are blindingly expensive. The one we drove yeah. was about forty grand. Yeah, that's a good Spend point. Spend half. Yeah. yeah have yeah. a birthday present. And where I was going with the racing thing or what you – did not tell us what you wanted to do with the car was I was thinking of the 356 because what, what if you just go tooling around? Yeah. The birthday car doesn't have to be the, the tear your face off car. Not at all. It can be just the cruise around, puttering around, going slow, man, am I having fun? Mean people. Everybody loves that car. People want to be your best friend. Pull yeah. to a gas station. Sweet car, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's your best friend. That's the NSX too, by the way. Yes, yeah. it is, yeah. and that's part of the experience with these cars too. Yeah, it is. It's not. It is. Ooh, you're in such you know rarefied air with your hot, sweet exotic. You have an NSX. People come over to you and like, oh, you have my dream car. People come over with stories. They do it with my 300ZX. Yes, they just walk over with yes. a story. What is their connection to the car? And and I, I don't mean this to be tacky, but seriously, I never ask. <laughs> it's not like I pull in. I'm like, who's looking at the 300ZX? Exactly. Who wants to talk about it? Anybody want to talk no. to me? <laughs> but I just get approached. And I yeah. get approached by people of all ages, too, which I find amazing. Yeah. Those, those 90s cars that are really good, they do that. It's really cool. My last two are way out there. Oh, good. But you said 80 grand. <laughs> so Paul spent twice that. Which is pretty much permission to buy a Formula Atlantic or a Formula Ford. You're not oh, going to fit no. a Formula Ford, but oh, no. go racing. The point is, <laughs> no fun car. You're, you bought a race trailer. Well, you, you can't drag a race trailer behind the egg. You're going to have to figure out somebody who has a race trailer or where you can store your car at the racetrack. <laughs> but spend thirty five, spend fifty grand on a race car and go have a new decade of life and mm. you learn a new skill. Interesting. I see where you went. I didn't expect that. That's cool. Yeah. And also, happy birthday. It is car wash season. Always wash your car in a cool, shady spot. And always use the Brilliant Finish Foaming Sprayer or the Boss Foam Cannon from Griot's Garage. You can create a high foam blizzard party right in your driveway with little to no work and avoid the wash-induced scratches. It's the safest way to wash your car. Try the Griot's Garage Foaming System Complete Kit today and see what the foam is all about. And don't forget, Griot's also has full ceramic family of products including Speed Shine, Wash & Coat, and a 3-in-1 Wax. Griot's Garage products are 100% guaranteed and all the liquid products are made in the USA. When you're ordering at griotsgarage.com, use the code EDRIVER for 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else on your order just for our audience. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com. Some good questions as always, guys. Thank you for writing in with questions. We always ask for questions on Mondays and Thursdays for the podcasts that release on Tuesdays and Fridays. And we are continuing the Wednesday uh, podcast that is a audio version only of some of our test drives. Those are continuing going forward. Thank you guys for engaging on all of that. If you haven't rated the podcast, we would appreciate that because that keeps it in the top 10, many times top five. And you would not believe, I would bet you half the conversations I have when people found the podcast, it's because they just went looking for car podcasts. They looked for the best ones and that's how they found us you guys rating is how it gets on that list so please understand that that's the connection we would love for you to rate it thank you for that i'm going to start with jeff's question on instagram oh good he's got 
a CPO certified pre-owned 2017 Acura MDX with the super handling all-wheel drive. He bought that as the daily, essentially. Had it for two and a half years. It's perfect for his needs. 40,000 miles left of warranty. That's pretty killer. Excellent gas mileage for his SoCal commute, buy-owner road trips, great space for projects, monthly camping trips. It is his SUV do-it-all, and with the base 18-inch wheels, it has a comfortable ride. Hmm. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So he's, But he's starting to get bored because in spite of the fact that it's great for an SUV, and it is, it's not a sports car. It is definitely not. So he's, compl- he's, he's considered, you know, should I swap it out for a sporty sedan or coupe? But he just can't part with the fact that the MDX just works for all of life's normal practical stuff. So he's kind of got an eight broke, don't fix it with the MDX. So what should he do? He doesn't quite have budget yet to get into a cheap sports car like the ten dollars to $15,000 range. So he would love to have a convertible, and he appreciates the fact that we say right tool for the job. But here's his question after all of that. Should he spend two grand and buy a larger set of wheels with summer tires to improve the grip and try to deal with the body roll on the MDX, or should he wait to get a cheap sports car? I think you have to wait. I don't often say wait on this podcast. I often say, go buy something fun. That, that's really kind of my MO. Uh, but much to my wife's <laughs> And chagrin. I try to beat you there. We yeah, you spend do. more. Yeah, you're, you're, way, you're way out front with like the money on fire. But anyway, so <laughs> the, the we thing is, if you do a larger set of rims and summer tires, yes, your MDX will handle better. But the stuff you like it for will get worse. Don't cobble that car. You've said you appreciate the gas mileage. Bigger wheels are going to hinder that, especially with sticky tires. You appreciate the fact that the 18-inch wheels give you a comfortable ride. You're going to kill those two things. You're going to make it not ride as well for all your normal stuff, and it'll probably get worse gas mileage, and you've got more expensive tires to put on it, and you didn't actually solve your problem, which is I want something small and sporty and fun to drive. You're going to make the MDX a little bit worse, and not actually solve the issue. I'm sorry to say it, Jeff, but the answer here is to wait a little bit and buy yourself a dedicated fun car when you can. Colnago1331, also on Instagram, asks between two cars, 996C2 Cabriolet or ND2 Miata. The IMS bearing issue has been taken care of on the 911. Okay. Those seem like different price points to me, like vastly different price points. Which 911? 996... C2 Carrera 2 Cabriolet. That sounds like it's probably twice as expensive as the Miata. Yeah. Yeah. Onward. I would say no to the Porsche because if you're considering a Miata, you really want to go driving. You, mm. you want something hot. You want to attack. Light and chuckable. Yes, for sure. If you were saying C2 Cab, I need a sports car. I just want to cruise and have some fun, you know, good handling, you know, just fun, but not too expensive. And I'd love to have a Porsche yeah. badge on the hood. Sure, yes, I'd say get that Cabriolet. They're great, but they don't do the things a Miata can do. Yeah, they're not that light and agile. No, and I, I, I think if you're considering the Miata, it just it means you have a I want to attack mm. kind of headspace, mm. whereas that's not what the C2 Cab is really designed for. Interesting. That's not the market for it. Plus, yeah. it's, pro- yeah, as you said, twice as expensive. Probably. So will in this the, case. Will be to maintain for sure. Yeah, so in this case, I'm saying no to the Porsche, weirdly, because if you want an ND2, go get one and Start in on your journey, your Miata journey. Market uh, podcast seven thirteen. Paul said Porsche is not the answer. I just want that noted. <laughs> not every Porsche, not in all cases. <laughs> I know. Caveat, I know. caveat, caveat. I'm just saying. Gary, the cycling nerd, is writing in and saying he's looking at C7 Corvettes, and so he's going back over all the reviews to see people's opinions. He said our friend Savage Geese said if you don't plan on tracking the C7, 
then the GT350 or an equivalently priced 911 or Cayman is better for the street because they have more personality. Essentially, do we agree? What are our thoughts, etc.? Now, the GT350 has the most personality of everything you've listed. It's because of that engine. Mm-hmm. It isn't mm-hmm. the best handling car of the group. It isn't the most button-down car, but that engine has so much personality, and it makes the must. It elevates the Mustang to this fantastic once-in-a-lifetime car. So the GT350 is definitely the most fun, just existing of those cars. I would argue, though, that a 911 is potentially less involving on the street than the C7 Corvette. It's mm-hmm. it's very good. But if we're talking, what, what, I, what I hear you say, Gary, is you're talking about not wanting to have a car that is so refined that it is no longer an event. The GT350 yeah. is all about the event. Yeah. I, I don't think that the C7 is less of an event car than a 911. I agree that the C7 is great on track, but if you got the Z51 pack on your C7 Corvette, I think you would thoroughly enjoy it. Watch our original C7 review. We liked it a lot. We talked about it in comparison to the yeah, 911. Yeah, true, true. I think the 911 and the C7 are kind of equivalent as a daily. They've got different flavors. What's your flavor? I don't think that the typical 911 guy is like, yeah, Corvettes are equal, or vice versa. Because obviously the Corvette's got the big burbly V8 and a different feel. And the 911 has very unique steering because it's rear-mounted rear engine. So you need to drive them both. But I think they are equivalent dailies. I think the Cayman is a more interesting daily than both. Hmm. like that. Okay. All right. John Number Who Cares on Instagram asks, What car has the best manual transmission for commuting? That is the wrong question, John. <laughs> and not for the reasons you think. What you want to know is, which is the best clutch for commuting. Oh, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. manual is it shifts like it shifts. Mm-hmm. But you want an easy to engage clutch yeah, and true. something that you true, can true. leave engaged and just kind of creep along, but it's not so stiff that you're going to wear out your leg. Yeah, you want yeah. something that really is easy to drive and has good engagement feel mm-hmm. and it's going to be robust. And the two winners are the GTI, Volkswagen GTI and a Honda Civic. I agree with both of those. And I think the GTI even more so, yeah. Yeah, they're just easy to drive and yeah. easy to live with. And sure, you can add power and rip on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But our GR86, even that clutch engagement is really starting to change after some mileage has been put on the yeah, car. That's true. Yeah. It engages far more high, higher off the floor mm-hmm. than it did when new. There may have been some hard launches on that car at some point. <laughs> well, I maybe. Remember, I don't remember when. But yeah. still, and, and the shifter, even though very responsive and good, each shift is, a, is an event. Yeah, you're right. I don't want events after events in commuting traffic. I don't want constant flow <laughs> Let's of events. Get there. Yeah. It's like when you have one of those days and you're just sick of making decisions. Yeah. You are all out of decisions and you just can't make another. It doesn't matter what it is, what, what I have to eat, what doesn't matter. It's like one of those. I don't want constant, like this is now second gear, dun, 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 second gear, everyone <laughs> to go five feet. To go, go back feet. in first. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I see that. And then yeah. you roll forward five feet. Dun, 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 second. Oh, no. Yeah. Stop. That's very funny. You want something just easy, lightweight Hondas and Volkswagens. They're great for that. That's very good. Derek is writing in on Facebook. How are you, man? He's asking gear shifting questions along these lines. He says he feels like he does one through five on a six-speed pattern. He does one through five, what he's describing as forehand. 
shifting. He's got his hand kind of on the, the, the back of the shifter. He's done, doing one through five. But he does backhand, rotates his hand over the stick, and pushes on the left side of the stick to make sure he slots into sixth and not fourth. He's saying, am I wrong? Am I alone? What's going on here? Derek, that's interesting. First off, I don't think you're alone. I very often, uh, the Lotus is a great example. If I'm driving somewhere in the Lotus... And I'm just dry. I'm not. I'm not hooning. I'm just driving somewhere. I will very often skip fourth to sixth. I'll just skip fifth entirely, and that I absolutely will place my hand exactly like you're talking about to make sure I make the jump from fourth over into sixth. Mm-hmm. But the big thing I want to say to you is, I feel like that my hand is constantly moving on the stick. I feel like the placement for each gear is almost unique. I remember I learned this when we went to RSR the first time. They actually show you. They actually have a shifter connected to nothing that they pull out in the driver's meeting. It always makes me laugh. It's just this shifter in a box. And they show you how they want you to have your palm on the on the shifter to push the ball of the shifter in the vague direction of the gear you're talking about. So your hand is kind of always rolling a little bit on the shifter. Is that the right way to do it? It's the way they recommend. But I have found that I find that really pleasing to kind of have a unique hand movement for every shift. So I, I think you can probably vary up one through five more and make six not feel like an oddball. <laughs> Revs Up asks if we've heard any more about the mid-engine Hyundai RM20. All the reposts dried up about a year ago, give or take a couple of months. Mm. Yeah, that's as if Hyundai was going to do something that looked like a GR Corolla and turn that out of their Veloster N. But the difference is it's mid-engine. I think they're just kind of screwing around and car manufacturers have every right to go do that and just test that and see public reaction. That's what concept cars really are. And ultimately will people buy this as much as we all enthusiasts want to? Yes. Say yes, please build that. Who knows? Maybe they didn't have enough of a reaction to say, yes, that will be a big seller because as cool as it is, it's sort of like the Renault R5 from the eighties that wasn't exactly a sales Killer, you know, yeah, true. cool. Yes. All of that. Maybe they're just towing around as a platform, you know, and it's disguised heavily and they call it something different. We think, oh, that's the RM20 mm-hmm. when it's going to be something else. Mm. Totally. Who knows? Love it. Yes. I would be amazed that I'd be overjoyed if they brought that out. Who's buying that? Yeah, that's the big question. I think it's interesting that they've even played with it. I really somebody's done the numbers to figure out what the buyer would be. I don't know that there's enough of a buyer there. You're talking about a Hyundai kind of Cayman Lotus Elise competitor. That's a really it'd be cool. I just don't know what the mm-hmm. business case is. Shane has taken his daughter to camp. Yes, yeah, and he's asked about road trip games. And I wow, for he and his his daughter Anna, they're doing a big drive out, and then she is they just got hours ahead of them. They are going to listen to the podcast some, but they're asking for actual road trip games, especially when she's on a bus with her camp friends. This made me go back. It's like a time machine okay. to the days when you're in the back of the car on the family road trip. And, of course, in those days, there was no such thing as a, as a cell phone. There was never no iPads. We were staring out the window and going, are we there yet? That's the world we're talking Pretty about. Pretty much. So you're talking about a screen-free road trip game. Now it gets simultaneously old school and a bit boring. You can do Punch Bug. Yeah. yeah, where you punch the person you're sitting next to every time you see a Volkswagen Beetle. You can do punch whatever. By the way, this gets eventually. This is a, a, a brother sister game that gets obnoxious and somebody loses themselves. Seven and a half seconds into the game, somebody loses themselves. So be yeah. careful there. You can count the. You can spy license plates. Try to get all the states. We used to do that yeah, on family road good, trips. That's good. That's good. That one takes a while, but what you have to do is concentrate on the cars you're going by. That's why it takes up time. Okay. <laughs> 
But you can start doing things like trying to spot specific colors. We used to do that too. You used to do, let's find a blue car, and then suddenly you can't find a blue car. Let's find a yellow car. See how long it takes for you to find a yellow car. Because now everybody's looking out the window and engaging with the world. True. True. I have all of these thoughts, and then I think, wow. <laughs> road trips have come a long way from the road trip memories I had when we were trying to pass the time. Because what are you doing? You're looking at a screen now. You're not even looking out the window. Well, shoot. What would you do with Bodie when you did your Lotus road trip, you guys? Audiobooks. No kidding. <laughs> yes. Okay. I went and found a YA audiobook, and we settled in. That's what gotcha. we did. Gotcha. Okay. It was a Good great enough. way to engage the brain. Because I love it driving as well. But it was, And he actually really liked this. It was a great way to engage your brain and not make you bored. Mm-hmm. He's not staring at a screen, so he's not involved with me. We're having the same experience, both looking out the window and with our brains on the story. Okay. And so I when like we were that. able to stop the audiobook, we would actually talk about the audiobook. He, he, or he would reach over. He did this a few times. He'd reach over and he'd stop and be like, wait, wait, wait. So what's going on with this? Mm-hmm. So we'd have that conversation. So we at least were having the exact same engagement. That was the thing, even riding along as a kid. I was so aware, even at the time, and now even more so as a parent, how I was having a different experience as a kid on the road trip than my father was because he was busy driving. I didn't have to think about that. True. But something about us listening, glad you brought this up, the same audio book while sitting in the same crazy Lotus Elise while looking at the same cool scenery, it connected us a lot more to each other what we were both doing where your plugs going, what? Well, we were wearing noise-canceling <laughs> headphones. You better believe it. Then if he were staring down at his phone. Yeah, for sure. Over here on Facebook, Bob McCormick asks, the best way to keep an Alcantara or suede steering wheel clean longer, same goes for the seats, and what's the best way to clean that material? Does it need more cleaning than the standard leather? Well, I suppose so. But Griot's interior cleaner is the magic solve. Mm. Take a microfiber, soak it with interior cleaner, mm. give it a good scrubbing, and then come back with a dry microfiber and do the same thing. Just scrub mm-hmm. it, and you're, you're pulling up the nap on the carpet, on yeah. the carpet you on are. your steering you wheel. You are, yeah. And I found that to work great on the Cayman That's GTS. Really and then Chance, our very own Chance, asks, our favorite car theme songs, not necessarily driving songs, but songs about cars. Think Van Halen's Panama, Little or Beach Boy's Little Deuce Coupe, mm. Wilson Pickett's Mustang Sally, etc. I have one. Oh, tell me, what is it? It's Rush, Red Barquetta. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It just, That's very I th- good. I think Ferrari, I think you know Porsche 356. Mm. I... Rush was my very first concert. Yeah, you know, I always like to ask that that uh, question when you're in groups of people. It's just yeah, yeah. such a great conversation. You just never know where yeah, the conversation yeah, yeah. will go. Like, okay, go first concert. That's good. And people have embarrassing stuff. They've got like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you you hear somewhere it's like you were at that. Yeah, I yeah. was at Rush, mm-hmm. and it was their Presto tour at Red Rocks in Colorado. Wow! And Mr. Big opened for him with a Makita electric drill on the guitar, and everybody went, "What are you doing?" Oh my gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> on the electric guitar. Wow! And of course, Rush came out. Neil Peart, best drummer. Of all time, definitive, <laughs> no questions. That guy was just amazing. And my cousin introduced me to Rush. So huh. I just, I love all their stuff. And Red Barquetta comes to mind. So really appreciate all your questions. Write to us. You know where to do that. And we look forward to hearing you. We love it when you drop us a line and you think of us, like I said, hey, saw this car. Yeah, it's very crazy. Old. Look at this or look at this crazy license plate. Somebody rebranded their car. It's always funny. We're looking forward to hearing from you, and we're looking forward to posting pictures from Germany and Belgium. Looking forward to next time, as usual. Cheers, everyone.